0: What up, I'm Eric Adams, and I'm Andrew Vaslov and this is the Musings of Men podcast,
1: the podcast devoted to spreading stoke, all about procuring deep conversations, and providing our personal insight into life, love, and everything in between. Uh, I see you got some energy today.
0: Yeah, no, dude, I, I was doing research, like, Hell I got some... Yeah.
1: So. Ooh, Chris. Ooh, welcome back. I got me a bubbly. I've switched from uh, LaCroix to bubbly because I just, uh, I don't know, man. I love LaCroix, but like, oh God, that sounds so white. <laughs> but, um, F- the, uh, pretty much, I mean, but bottom line, like, I like the flavor, especially the grape flavor, or I guess this is grape, blackberry. Pff, I'm tweaking, but
0: you grape and like blackberries like it slept on them
1: no definitely like Like, Like, oh for sure
0: flavor like flavored shit that has grape in it like it it ain't too bad
1: no yeah definitely um yeah so let's just dive right in because i'm pretty fired up about this one so what's our topic we got a topic today
0: we do it's when's the last time we did a topic
1: god i mean it's been like Like probably a year and a half (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's been a little bit, but all right. So today we are talking about class issues in America and where they stem from and what they are actually covering up.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm ex- I'm stoked for this one, dude. Dude, it's it's pretty legit. All so right. in
0: yeah. my research Oh good.
1: no, We're no, no. Say... I want. I was gonna tell you. Just go ahead.
0: Oh, so before, like, I get into, like, details and all that, one common theme that I found in all of my research was that it was a lack, it's a lack of understanding between class. Mm. It's, like, that's the primary thing. And I'll, I mean, I ha- I'll get into it more, like, as we go along, but um, it's, doing the research for this, it was interesting because it, you know, because generally, like, you know, someone like me, like, I don't really think a whole lot about class Mm -hmm. and, you know, actually opening up my eyes and seeing like what these issues are and where they stem from and where they actually come from versus the perceived notion Mm -hmm. and how we fight basically proxy wars through politics. um, And through that, you know, you know, when we debate, and this is coming from um, a TED talk um done by a woman named Joan Connolly I think her name was um your how, sources yeah <laughs> um and how we fight these proxy wars right over you know like abortion guns um you know like really big just american what america is known for debating these are really just outlets for people on both sides to vent their frustrations against the other side it really doesn't i mean it it obviously has to do like you know people like when they say oh i'm pro-life or i'm pro-choice obviously they mean that but there's a deeper crust or deeper level to it than just the these are my beliefs and you know all that so how was, um, what did you learn in your research or what, like, how did your research go?
1: So I I learned that, I mean, there's so there's, there's almost an infinite amount of class, you know, class struggle in America, but I, I found that a lot of things were kind of used as a blanket term for, well, what is actual classism instead of just like. So for instance, a lot of people have said, and I did some research about this, trying to figure out like, you know, I'll, I'll try to pull up something I found, but it's, you know, a lot of people have said, it's not a race issue. It's a class issue. And although that might, that might sound contentious or whatever, it really shouldn't be because it's, it's a class struggle. You know, it's not a race thing. I mean, something else like if you look at um, especially the far opposite ends Mm -hmm. of the political spectrum, you're going to see like you're going to see two extremely opposing views and they don't even see the other part, the other people on the other side as human like they don't even see them as human.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's Mm -hmm. a lack of understanding.
1: That's one of the things when I was researching that I was like, holy fucking shit. Cause I watched this documentary um, on Vice, I think it was about -hmm. about this stuff. Great way to get stuff. And they were like, dude, just look this person in the eye, ask them how their day was, talk for like 15 minutes, and then, you know, see what you think of them and see if you can't understand them and listen to them. And guess what? It fucking worked, you know. Yeah, no. I mean, it's just
0: like, a basic conversation can establish so so much. Exactly. And the problem is with, um, to your point, with on either ends, with you know what we consider like radicals and all that. They, the issue is, is that they make up such a small percentage, but they're the most vocal, so they're going to mm-hmm. have the most impact. And people, I mean, humans, you know. I, monkey brain when we see a radical we get entertained yeah (laughs) and you know Mm -hmm. and we find like oh you know like we want to give them attention because it's like what are they going to say next yeah and then that creates a disparity between like everyone else like the majority of the population does not think like this and wants to see change and wants to come together but because of these radicals they you know they keep getting put down and policies keep getting put in place and things are mm-hmm. you know said and taken out of context that you know creates a blanket statement for either side.
1: That's so true. And then people buy into those narratives and it just cascades from there because then they're like that they, they see their neighbor as you know somebody who's this radical, like right wing person who's you know, and you just apply all of these you know blanket terms to them. And you don't even see them as another person anymore, which is probably the worst part, in my oh, opinion. You know, it sucks. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, dude. I mean, yeah. that kind of, I mean, it, what it does is it divides people, and then the division leads to a collapse in society. Which, I mean, yep. I, I don't know if that's going to happen completely, but like, there's a breakdown going on for sure. You know.
0: Oh, absolutely but yeah and so to get more into that disparity um so through the ted talk i watched so the top six percent of americans make two hundred thousand dollars or more the, that's the average median household income uh the people in the room were asked if this was the middle class and the majority of people raised their hand mm-hmm. and you know the speaker Joan said that this is not accurate at all and that. The disparity in the middle class, it the thing is with naming the middle class in the modern day, is that there's such um a disparity, like there's such a wide range of it. And there really should be, because mm-hmm. the middle class can include anywhere from people that make twenty-two thousand dollars a year to or what we perceive, what most Americans perceive as the middle class. Is people that make twenty-two thousand dollars a year to again two hundred thousand dollars or more a year, and that's just isn't accurate, not even in the slightest. And so to kind of break down the the stats of American class, thirty um, percent of Americans are considered poor with an income medium of twenty-two thousand dollars or less. of Americans are considered middle class with a median household income of $75,000 or less between, you know, 22 and 75. And then 17% or the PEM, which stands for professional managerial elite, makes up the 17% and they have a median income of 173, average household medium of $173,000 or more and the you know so that's like actually where americans are in the class system like what is factually there versus what we perceive is completely different
1: right yeah
0: and and so this um disparity really stems from a sort of battle between the pme and the middle class and it actually started up um, Back in the 70s, is when we started to see this sort of disparity because before that, the PME valued and respected blue collar workers. Yeah. They, you know, understood that they were important in American life, it was necessary for the economy. And people just had an understanding of each other and, you know, realized okay, just because I make more money than you or I work a different job doesn't make me better than you. It doesn't, yeah. you know, we're all a necessary cog in you know the american workforce and we're all in this together it's not until the 70s when we start to see this start to go away and in the ted talk she talks about how with you know 1970 1971 um, she brings up the example of how the media started portraying blue collar workers oh yeah you know Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in TV shows and movies, like, you know, you'd start seeing people that were blue collar, you know, they started getting stereotyped. they started being portrayed as racist, fat, you know, narrow minded. You tra- know, like tra- driving beer, people drinking
1: people. gun, toting rednecks, pretty much. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like what
1: mm-hmm. a lot of
0: people, you know, and those stereotypes still carry on today. Like we're still feeling the effects of
1: very much so. Yeah
0: yeah and then again like this kind of create this created the you know disparity of you know class and you know she makes a point that class consciousness has given way to class callous Ooh, and that you know again i mean class consciousness kind of explains itself you know it means that you're aware of other people and you have an understanding that other people in different class systems are gonna be different from you. And that, you know, even though, okay, you may not agree with it or whatever, you still have a mutual understanding and respect for that person. You know, and then when that gives away to class callous, we start to, you know, close ourselves off and not wanna have an understanding or really, you know, try to learn know what these people are really about you know on on both sides too so and you know and we you know see this uh you know again we see this coming in around the time the media shows off you know blue collar workers and all that and it was actually interesting too because she also brings up the points about how um during like you know, World War II and all that, like parents of, you know, the kids that would be that would go on to like live in like the 80s and the 90s, you know, they made they were a lot more successful, made a lot more money. And <clears throat> with this you know disparity, you know, that happened in the 70s, um, the the stigma that, you know, you know, Oh, you know, you're not working hard enough. So, you know, you don't earn that or just because you work harder than everyone else doesn't necessarily mean that you need to have more money. And so, you know, with productivity um, used to mean higher income wages. Right. And this actually baffled me, you know, if this system was still in place today, we'd be making twice over what we do now.
1: Well, shit
0: yeah oh no and that like i remember i like gassed out loud and i said out loud like what the fuck like yeah it's because of these things because of these stigmas because of mm-hmm.
1: everything,
0: later generations are worse off because of it
1: that is dude that's so true damn um, i mean i remember like seeing somewhere that i researched that like a shoe salesman Mm-hmm. in the 80s and in the 70s could make could support like a, a nice middle-class family on yep. his salary as a shoe salesman it's like today you're making like 15 an hour at best doing that you know
0: yeah exactly Like, it, i mean there's
1: there's exactly. there's a, it, yeah again it,
0: it stems from the people mm-hmm. that own these companies and they look down upon you know the people that work for them and it's like this you know, like oh, they don't. You know, they're working yeah. a minimum wage. But they don't deserve. You know, to make a decent living. It's right. Sort of the mindset that I gathered that she was trying to
1: portray. Mm-hmm. Something similar to that that I've seen recently is Amazon actually offers programs to help their um, employees advance themselves. So you you mm-hmm. could start out at an Amazon warehouse, you know, making sixteen an hour or whatever, but they'll offer you. Um, programs to train you to be certified in like technical fields so you make like two or three times what you made when you started and they offer those that training for free so i think that's a, a step in the oh, right, right direction right. you know as far as that goes Oh, very much so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: that'll i think that'll help sort of the oh god sorry no that I'm, i was finished <laughs> oh I, I was gonna say like that is the you're right. That is a step in the right direction because that'll destigmatize, like you know, right, people uh, you know in the middle class and right. people that are below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. That's going to you know show them that okay, not all um, you know corporate capitalist minded people are greedy assholes, and that they no. actually do care about us and want to see us succeed.
1: I honestly think that almost all capitalist people want to see other people succeed too. Um they I mean like I dude I'm big capitalist over here, but like I want to bring people up around me, you know? That's just the kind of the kind of vibe I want. Everybody else I know some folks who have been really successful in what they do and they they they're like super capitalist minded and they're so generous. Like, they're just so generous, dude. I mean, that's the thing. They want to help people. They want to help bring people up, you know, in the world. Mm. And interestingly, um, with regard to class, actually, in the early 1900s, I read that the way that the tax system was created, because we originally broke away from England because we didn't want no taxes, right? But then you had people in, I believe it was... It was, the, it was the lower class people were saying, and the middle class as well, were saying, hey, tax the rich, you know, we need to, you know, support our roads or whatever, you know, infrastructure, all that, which, okay, you know, I can understand that. But they were saying, tax the rich exclusively. And they did that. They taxed the rich. And then mm-hmm. after a while, they were like, hey, if we're taxing just the rich, that ain't fair, really, if you think about no, it. so we're going to tax the middle class and the, the poor. So now the people who pushed that, um, wanting the, the, the rich to pay more in taxes so that I guess equality, although we'll get into why true equality will never be, um, obtained by society, but you've got these people, um, who the, Poor people who pushed, hey, tax the rich, but that kind of backfired on them in the long run. And now they're getting taxed heavily as well. So it's, and it's expensive to be poor too because people in the upper class buy in bulk, right? So they get discounts on that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, you know, poor folk can't afford to buy in bulk. So they pay more for the same product overall. But back to my- for, But again, mm-hmm. so, so back to my first point though, The tax system is was originally set for just the rich folk, but it had the adverse effect and trickled down to everybody else, which hurt incomes in those areas. Just I think based on the prejudice against the rich, almost you know. Yeah. Just yeah. No, that's.
0: Oh no! That I mean, that's valid. Like that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Like mm-hmm. you know, the way that if you have an agenda that is against a group of people, it'll it'll eventually come back to bite you in the ass.
1: Oh yeah, and that's in the one way. way that's why taxes worked out apparently, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: exactly. Um, you know, and so going back into like you know, or not following that, like, again, going along with the theme of disparity, is that, you know, between the classes, like, mostly, like, in this video focused a lot on, or it groups, like, the middle class, or, no, it it didn't group the middle class, people below the poverty line, but, um, you know, she talked a lot about how the middle class and the upper echelon, or the PEM, you know, have different um, views on the world and how this really plays into, you know, why people really don't like each other. Like, you know, she said like the middle class focuses more on self-discipline and stability Mm -hmm. while PEM focuses more on self-development. Right. And more the individual person rather than, you know, your family or, you know, and all that. Right. And there's this, you know, and she said, like, the way people view that even, like, you know, people that are in the middle class think that, you know, oh, they're just a bunch of greedy assholes, only out for themselves, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, on the other side, you have people in the upper echelon that, you know, look down upon people that start families and that they you know, see this sort of as, or not not that they start families, but that they prioritize. Well, other
1: people themselves. No, I I, I can, I want to dispute that if I may.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I know, so I know some people who have, um, accused some degree of wealth who are extremely generous, extremely family minded, and have a great dynamic there, they don't work all the time. That's the crazy thing. The, so, I, so I recently read the book and finished the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is an excellent book. Definitely read that. But one of the things that the author, Robert, Robert Kiyosaki, um, outlined in that was that there's two different mindsets. There's two different you know, ways of thinking about it and ways about going about, you know, money. One is you earn money, right? You go out and you work hard for it. And that's the least efficient way. Another way is through passive income, i.e. rental properties, vacation homes, and stuff like that. Mainly, you know, a lot of it, a big base of that could be in the real estate industry. And then you've got portfolio income, which is also... You don't really have to do much with, but it's, you know, stocks and stuff. So yeah. you can be extremely rich and not work a lot. Like once you make a certain amount of money, it's easier to, to double that. Basically, there's a, there's a rule in business um, where well, it's not really a rule, but it's kind of a, a saying where your first million dollars is the hardest to make. But after that, everything's pretty easy you know second million comes like that Mm -hmm. knowledge knowledge is power for sure but it's also how you play the game you know it's it's not so much about how hard you work because i know people who worked hard their entire lives and ended up with nothing at the end of the day and it's like it's not how hard you work it's how smart you work and that's an evolution i've had to come you know come to understand um because i'm like do i want to you know, have them. I mean, so the way I think about it, I don't see myself stuck in my place. I see myself as a as a being who's able to, an individual being who's able to do whatever I want to and figure my way through things. Because we're all we all have the same potential, right? It's whether uh, we have the. To... I'll dispute. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'll dispute. Yeah. Right. I'll just speak, man. Okay, well, then there's motivation, there's discipline, there's a bunch of other things, but the potential, I think, is there. Anyway, you can take that and you can say, All right, how can I? All right, I want to be rich. How do I become rich? Well, people can give you the answer. They can tell you certain things that you could take to heart and you could use to help you become rich, but you got to use them, you got to implement them, you got to put them into practice. And that's where a lot of people just don't go, you know, they don't go past that, they don't put it into practice. And so, That's maybe that answer your question, but please, you know, so I'll, you know, if, you know, I'll debate that. Like, so
0: with everyone having the same opportunity, like, okay, yes. Does a lot of people do a lot of people have the same opportunity? Yes, but a lot of, but that's also not exactly true because with, people that you know decide you know how people can get into these institutions and up themselves and raise themselves from poverty and the middle class there's a disparity between what the actual issues are and what the perceived issues are right and so you see how a lot of people like you know you you see people call people that are in poverty or you know, in the middle class or lower middle class, like, you know, lazy and they're unmotivated and all that. And that's not always the case because, you know, people like the PEM, you know, they think that they're helping by, you know, their perceived notions of what needs to be going on when in all reality, that's not exactly the case. And they actually do more harm than good in the long run and keep people down than elevating them.
1: Who does that?
0: Well, the upper echelon, the PEM, the people that decide these programs that help people like these programs, like, you know how there's, you know, certain programs that like will help people raise to help elevate people to get them out of, you know, their right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So and that's the thing is what I'm saying is that the people that decide those factors are really out of touch with what. No, that's
1: true. That's true. So I, I heard all that you said. You used you use a different word, though. I said potential. You said opportunities. Those are two different things. Well, yes, but... you And know... wouldn't answer this. Wouldn't you... Why not just become the upper echelon?
0: Well, there's places, there's institutions in place that are... Not to
1: directly keep them down, but the these programs, they indirectly keep people down. They, I want an example of this because I'm, I'm having a, a flaky time, like fully comprehending. Well, okay, so exactly? when
0: you funnel money into like a community and all that, like a lower income community and, you know, instead of, you know, focusing on, you know, building up, you know, education, bringing that all to the table. They, you know, focus more on social or not social programs. What the fuck is it called? Um, It's they don't. They folk like fuck. Trying to like, I'm trying to remember from the video, like it. God damn it. Why can't I remember this? Because I had an example in my head and I just can't fucking. Mm -hmm. So so basically it's like instead of funneling like like for example like if you funnel money into instead of funneling money into like schools libraries and stuff that people actually need you know you see more of like what is perceived such as fuck i can't fucking remember what it is
1: i'll i'll get i'll try to remember Mm -hmm. it fuck well, OK, I know that I know that a lot of people will pay their bills, well pay their bills secondary to some pleasure, say like, oh, we're going to go out to dinner tonight. I got paid or I'm going to go and buy this thing. And then that's a decision that you make before you pay your bills. Right. I think um, I could be totally but. I don't, I don't have the exact numbers, but 21% of Americans pay their bills on time. Mm. So that's not, you know, that's, that's not a lot of people overall. Um, And also it, it comes down to, you know, how much are you spending per month on certain things that you could live without? You know, maybe you can't like if I mean, so you see at the trailer parks um, how you've got these super nice cars right next yeah. to these trailers. That's a choice. You know, they didn't have to have that two hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah. But what people like to do is they like to play the status game. They like to do something that psychoanalysts call peacock. Right. They dress and acquire things that they can't that are, that are kind of above their, um, their social status, right? So they might buy a fancy car that they can't afford, yep. but that they want anyway to make themselves look. In fact, most people who buy like fancy cars like Mercedes and BMWs don't drive them because they like them. They drive them because they like what it does to their image. Mm. And that's an expense, man. I mean, you're talking to Benz, dude, like 50 grand, you know? And it's like, you could have bought something a lot cheaper, but you went for that because you like how it made you look. And so it's all a status thing, right? So that's where you could be spending. I mean, you could be spending a lot more money on your bills and stuff and getting that out of the way, right? Before you go and do those things. But people put those things in front of their bills sometimes, which... What explains some things, I think?
0: No, I mean, it for sure does. And it's about teaching people like financial literacy. Responsibility, and there's yeah. a lack of that.
1: And sure. oh, well, don't even get me started. Dude. And
0: I feel like in, <laughs> that is in part due to our school system. Because if you think about it, yes. we are taught nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean nothing. So about- therefore, we have zero financial literacy which is i would argue one of the most the most important tools that you can have dude absolutely like financial Mm -hmm. literacy is that is honestly the difference between whether you sink or swim and people are taught from their parents right like we learn financial stuff from our parents most of most of us would and so we pick up the habits of our parents maybe we tweak a a thing or two here or there but in general we tend to Mm -hmm. Just be like, oh, they did that. I'm going to do that. You know, they told me how to do that. We don't like, we're not taught how. And you would think that people would teach you how, would want to help you raise up, you know, yourself in that way. Because that's an enormous in en- that's probably the biggest roadblock for a lot of people to climbing the ladder, so to speak. Um, is that they don't have financial literacy, and so they might make bad financial choices. You know, and they might. Yeah. lose everything and i've i've have people in my family who have lost everything because of poor financial literacy because of stuff yeah like that. Mm-hmm. and it's and, and that's just a lesson that's a it's, that's a lesson to so yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's yeah. a lesson that everyone needs to be taught it's you know, yeah. and you even made a great point because remember when we were talking about um, the phone call we had a few days ago when you were telling me about Rich Dad Poor Dad. Yeah. About, you know, and, and this is going back to like the school system because this is something like I truly believe and I think you can follow along with this is like it really is damaging to, you know, people of the modern day because it cre- like you said, it creates the school system is meant to create it's cheap. a system. it it's, I mean, that's a cool. whole
1: whole, whole let's go dude so no, you,
0: you i mean you yeah. put it perfectly like it's mm-hmm.
1: the, it the it educates factory workers yeah. and dependent-minded people instead mm-hmm. of independent so dude you thank you for bringing that up let me let me just go and run down real quick so in the 1930s yeah. there was this guy right forget his name but you can look him up he designed the school system and he designed it because in the 1940s They needed factory workers, right? So they designed the school system to teach people how to be a good factory worker. And by God, they did an excellent job of that. But only that. They taught people how to be dependent on an income, on a wage, how to be a wage slave, right? How to do what you're told. That's being a sheep, you know? Sheep just just doing what you're told, right? You have no independent mind because you're like my job my life depends on this job my life depends on this sole source of income and i'm just going to work for this dude and do whatever he tells me to do they create excellent factory workers and then people like you and i come along you, know, you can't fit a square thing through,
0: into,
1: a, a, through a circle of, hole yeah like you can't we can't be doing that it don't fit yep. so the school system and it also, is that, that is what she said. Um, good one. But that's what the school system does, but that's all it does. And so it leaves people like us in the dust because we don't fit into those norms. We don't conform to right. that way of thinking. And so then, you know, we're, we're like the only independent thinkers out there. Everybody else is like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, I'm going to, they, they teach you, you know, your parents teach you like, Oh, go to college, get a degree, get a job get a mortgage, start a family, pay off the house, buy a car. It's like, dude, there's another way. That's not the only way to do this thing, you know? And the other thing is it's a system. The school is a system, right? And the system will inevitably fail some people, you know? And that's just how it is because, you know, you can't fit everybody with all their, you know, everything into one narrow Well, yeah, not everyone's the same path. Exactly. And it's like when I realized that, I think because I always hated school for reasons I couldn't articulate when I was younger. But now I I completely understand, you know, and it's because of those things. I mean, I was walking up to the school just the other day and I was like, hold up. I figured it out. You know, I thought high school was the end of the sheet making. But no, I was wrong, dude. I was Whoa. dead ass wrong because I was like holy shit college ditch just teaches you how to be a super specialized sheep and you pay for it and you pay for it like who invented that idea some fucking genius it's like yeah I'm you're going to pay me so I can quote teach you a skill because and here's the thing and then you're going to work for me but the, here's the thing with a super specialized skill right you can you're you're only able to do that one thing if you don't have any other skills like if you're just an accountant for a mm. certain specific type of accounting that's all you can do yep that's it that's if you think about it that's really limited and if you so, lose your job then you're screwed then you're screwed it's like dude i mean and another thing with the job thing it's like all right so but another thing with the job thing is like dude you need to have another source of income. If you don't have like two or three sources of income, it's like you need to start thinking about that because ditch that nine to five, all that's doing is holding you back. You need to invest. So the biggest thing that sets the rich apart from the poor and the middle class is that rich people buy assets, Mm. assets, create you money. It's money that creates you money. Now poor people invest in liabilities, and that's something that you throw money into like a car a house a mortgage is an enormous liability that's where most of people's like money is tied up is in their houses in their cars it's like dude yep. you don't like come on man and that's why and that's why everyone a lot of people got fucked over in 08 because of the housing crowd exactly i mean that's the fucking thing that happens but then beyond that it's like dude now you're a slave to your job you are a slave yep. to that wage because you need to pay off that car you need to pay off your house and you can't go without that income. But as soon as you, so if you, in, and then the middle class invests in liabilities that they think are assets. It's like, come on, where's yeah. the logic there, right? Where's the, yeah. And so like as NFTs. soon, <laughs> exactly. It's like, Jesus, man. I mean, that's volatile as fuck too. Like most smart people will not invest in like cryptocurrency or or that because there's no base to it, right? Uh, well, maybe not NFTs. Crypto though, a lot there's a lot of smart
0: people see the potential.
1: Okay. Well, I think it's sketchy personally because it's super volatile and it's not backed by oh, like sure. anything, although it is decentralized, which is cool, but yeah. it's, it's super volatile. Although I guess you put you there, there's a level of risk with everything and risk can be managed. That's the, that's the other thing people say, Oh, that's too risky for me. Like my own mother, you know, she's like super risk averse for, for good reason too. Yeah. Um, cause of, you know, everything, but, um i won't i won't explain my entire family here i would don't don't unload the dirty laundry i won't i won't be doing that but (laughs) she has like like she's done certain things different than her parents for stability and safety and stuff and that's great and all except once you do that like you're kind of trapped in the rat race you know once you buy a house get a car all that stuff you're stuck in the rat race you know and there's no really way of escaping that unless you can create like substantial cash flow from your assets column, right? Yeah. So f- in all financial literacy is absolutely crucial to your success. It does you know, here's the thing, it doesn't matter how much you make either. It doesn't matter how much you make or well, how little you make. It's how you, how it. you use it. Exactly, yep. dude. Because it's like and I did the math the other day. And this isn't for everybody, but, um, I did the math on living on a sailboat. I did all the numbers and in total, I'll I'll save you the, you know, the the details, but 25 grand and that's stretching it, right? 25 grand a year to live on a sailboat because, and that is it, dude. That is it. Everything else is profit. Yeah. So. And and how I broke that down was, I mean, this is minus the cost of the boat, which could vary from 3000 to up pretty much, but you can find many boats for under 20 K that are like good fucking boats and big ones too. Yeah. So say you're one person, but you eat for two people, 500 a month for food, you know, wifi might be like 50 a month with a thousand dollar setup for coastal cruising. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, So you have like $3,500 for miscellaneous, the dock slip fee, which this is the coolest thing. So in a marina, you pay um, either an annual or a monthly fee for how long you're in in town, basically. $1,700 a year. That's your rent.
0: What's funny about that is that apartments around here go for double that a month.
1: That's what I was saying, dude double that a month it's like what are you doing damn like what are you doing and you could get a boat for like five grand you yeah, know it's a one-time investment one-time investment and that's, that's, it,
0: <sighs> And if you think about it this could also apply to people like that don't give a fuck about sailing and they just want cheap living you can do it exactly you, you just live on a dock yeah i mean yeah. okay so you would know more about this than I do, but like, do you need a boating license to own a boat? Hell no. Most
1: of the people out there don't have a damn clue what they're doing. (laughs) They're the ones sailing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. And they're half drunk all the time. Me too. I mean, Uh, it's a dangerous place out there, dude. I mean, Hey, it's sailors though. (laughs) It's sailors though. They're fun crowd, but I mean, you could apply this to van life. You could apply this to a tiny home, you know, that you just, you know, go to a KOA or whatever, but the, and, and so, Okay. Mortgages were designed to create money for banks, you know. And in the fifties, because they're like, "What can we sell people that they need? Everybody needs a home, right? Everybody needs a home." Well, inflation and shit, whatever, you know, couple hundred thousand dollars the banks will lend you, but then you got to pay that back with interest, you know. Yeah, and you're paying, I mean, sometimes fifteen percent more. Well, from three to fifteen percent more of the house more um, than than you agreed yeah. to pay for, which is like, come on. Housing is kind of a scam, which is an opportunity to capitalize here, right? Because yeah. most of the people won't ever see the things that like you and I can see. That's the thing. Most people yeah. their entire life will stay blind. They'll be like, oh, go to work, work hard, come home, family, house, car, that shit. You can still, dude, I mean there are families of like eight that sail around the world. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have a family on a boat and you can also have a family and not work a lot and still make a shitload of money. Like it's, yeah. it's actually easy. It's relatively easy to make a lot of money if you just play the game, right?
0: Yeah. If you just get
1: it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can capitalize on people be like, just, Oh, this area needs housing apartments. Yeah. You know, I did the math on this. Some areas go for like, say, I'll say 2000 a month, right? 2000 a month times a hundred units for one building, right? That's $200,000 a month. Say you have a hundred thousand dollars a month of expenses, which is a lot. That's probably more than is is applicable per month. Definitely. Yeah. But you're still walking away with $1.2 million a year profit. Yep. And beyond that, I mean, that's just one apartment building too. So, I mean, even 1300 a month times like 1300 a month, which is about average um, for the U S mm-hmm. times 100 units in an apartment. That's 130 grand a month. Even if you spend half for some ungodly reason on whatever taxes, paying a property manager, having a good property manager is the key. Cause you don't want to be the guy who the tenants are calling saying, Hey, fix my toilet. Right. Yeah, It's you like, want- you want to hire a good property manager who will say, Hey, your client said, You need the toilet plug. It's going to cost X amount. Okay, cool. We'll do it. Whatever. Even if you spend half of $130,000 a month, you're still walking away with $65,000 a month. Yep. Then times 12, $780,000 a year. Profit. Nothing had to be done for you. All you did was sit back on your boat and enjoy a martini, right? And make some phone calls. you. You know, that's the thing. Rich people make money work for them. Yep that's how you need to do it like that's how you play the game dude it's like yeah, talk.
0: It's, yeah i mean it's kind of like a you know you're taking a shit and it's like oh that makes me money
1: dude 100 it's like all you like i could be like just chilling in the sun right it'd be like i'm making money right now this yeah. is great it's like dude i mean the, the possibilities dude it's yeah. ridiculous and also i could be smoking weed and making money absolutely fuck, yeah. you could be smoking a fat bowl and be like dude i'm making like 18 grand today fuck yeah you know it's let's like do this man mm-hmm. yeah. end of the month tenants you're paying i'm making 130 grand let's go it's like
0: dude yeah <sighs> okay from my perspective like i mean that sounds like good and all that and it's like of course there's a ton of money tied up in that mm-hmm. but it's like after a while like and this is just me like i would like when because like considering that is house that housing is kind of a scam like i i don't know i would feel exploitive after a while of like if i was to charge someone like two thousand dollars a month when you know if i and reality knew that i could chop that in half and still make a shitload of money like i don't know it would just feel soul-sucking after a while so it
1: might but like and and that that just speaks to the 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 bigger heart that you have you know which is admirable for sure and that's you know a lot of people think with their emotions and and that's that's good in some instances but when it comes to money you can't think with your emotions dude too much, yeah. at least. Too, yeah. There's a there's a ratio, of course, but it just speaks that you have a bigger heart than me, man. Because <laughs> I'll charge up, dude. I will charge. I'll charge fair market price for shit. And if it's twenty five hundred a month, it's fucking twenty five hundred a month, right? I'm not gonna shortchange myself. Pay yourself yeah. first, you know. Yeah, like that's the golden rule of the book, um, "The Richest oh. Man in Babylon." It's like,
0: oh yeah, well, okay. So like in that regard, like if we're basing it off of what it should go for then
1: here let yeah, me don't me exploit me. People. people like yeah, yeah oh yeah
0: <laughs> no oh yeah let me. Mm-hmm. Let me try yeah, me, yeah like, for sure man look like an unlockable character <laughs> in this motherfucker <laughs> i'm telling you man i cannot wait till we get a fucking
1: studio oh dude i know man we get like lighting and proper
0: like sound barriers and shit
1: yeah oh, oh it's
0: still it's still fucked up whatever that's
1: fine dude that's the thing i don't know how we're gonna do like the studio thing because like i'm moving out in may i'm gonna go somewhere and do something so like what are you doing i don't know yet dude i'm gonna try to figure this out winter break dude <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna like buy a boat and stuff actually probably yeah what i'm do you think gonna you buy- it up at? i don't know i mean i could go to the keys or like somewhere in florida and definitely have some things there but i just want to experience like more life you know i want to do the cruising yeah. lifestyle for a while and it's like i mean yeah i could buy a boat for a few grand and then when i'm done i could sell it or i could keep on i just had an idea okay hey. <laughs> i could keep the boat i could dock it somewhere i could pay the fees whatever but i could turn it into a hotel be like hey you like want to sleep on it i like can airbnb it it's like, yep.
0: ooh. Yeah, just buy up a bunch of boats, and then you can sell the experience of. That's literally what I'm saying as a sailor. Yeah,
1: that's dude, dude. That's I mean, that's a solid business idea right there, dude. The number one thing, actually, use your. Like, here's the thing: like, if you use your mind, you can do anything, bro. Like, if you use your mind Mm -hmm. to to make money, it's like I mean, like we just thought of that idea, you know, and that could work. Yeah. if you don't have if you have no shortage of ideas then you can win you can you can win like as long as you have ideas that's all you need yeah the rest will follow
0: i'll tell you what man like that's actually like that boat idea that's a really good idea let me write that down i'll I'll tell you what actually um when i start making because i i'm getting a job uh, next semester Mm -hmm. cool um like if you want like an investing partner with that like Ooh. dude like let's put together like a business
1: plan and yeah. then let's
0: like start buying up boats and shit oh
1: shit dude like if you, we can yeah i'm, I'm legit and, like we can make like, make like, we can make them nice and shit on the inside and yeah all they have to do is float because <laughs> <laughs> doesn't give
0: we don't give a fuck if they're seaworthy.
1: it's just mm-hmm. no it's like dude you, you know can, make sure it doesn't have rats and and the uh actually shit good idea man there's a boat that is um there's a hotel in the winter time in norway and they leave it in the ice and they just like hey you can live on this cool sailboat in the middle of the ice in norway it's like i I, that's where i got the idea from it's like hold up now that's good fucking thinking man Mm -hmm. dude and that's the thing like if you emancipate yourself from mental slavery none but ourselves can free our mind you know, Bob nice. Marley said, and it's like, dude, if you say, Hey, how can I make, because a problem is an opportunity. Right. And every problem you have is an opportunity. You can say, Hey, I mean, you just got to change your mind about how you think about things. And then everything is possible. That's honestly the case. It's like, you could have the mentality of like, I need to get a good job. I need to go to college. I need to do this and that. I'm not going to take risks. If you don't take risks, You'll never be rewarded. Yes, you could lose everything, but you could also never be rewarded.
0: And yeah, if you, you and,
1: miss every shot you don't take. And but but the thing is, risk is a manageable thing too. Like you can you can it like for me, shredding down a giant hill on my skateboard pushing 30, that's not very risky for me. But for mm. someone who hasn't done that ever, that's extremely risky. Yeah. So it's like if you've been walking that walk for a little bit and you know what you're doing. Then it's really not that risky. Yeah, but,
0: yeah, you just you just need the baseline of knowledge in
1: order yeah. to carry you. And then immediately yeah. your risk just goes down. Exactly. Ignorance
0: is one of the biggest risk factors.
1: Hey fucking men. A fucking men. Yeah. Selling the I'm writing. I'm writing it down on my list. Yeah. Shit, man. I- I'm I'm
0: dude like <laughs> I'm like actually kind of excited about this boat idea. I know, dude. Like, like that's if, the thing. I'm being
1: legit. Like if you want an investing partner, dude, like dude, I'm, I'm for it. I just dude, need. to build up Hell money. Yeah. No, 100%, dude. I'm gonna. So here's my plan. I think, dude, I might just start out like this. I'm gonna buy a boat somewhere, um, you know, and then I'm gonna move on to it. I'm gonna live there. I'm gonna work, you know, doing something that makes a lot of money, and then I'm gonna invest all of that money that I get that's extra into say this business right and invest in some real estate and invest in some boats Mm -hmm. and then because all you got to pay for like a medium slip per year is like a thousand bucks right yep so a thousand bucks a year for like a decent slip 1700 was for like the end of the dock slip like the nice spot you know the, the nice end, yeah, yeah that's right i'm like i ain't going to the, the north end me. yeah 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 the, I ain't yeah, no the expense there. yeah the glenmore of the boat dock so and i was then thinking, we can afford the keswick of boat docks exactly or the, you know, or the running deer of boat docks <laughs> exactly dude it's like and if you like people love that kind of shit you know they're like oh they love an experience if you can sell somebody an experience then mm-hmm. that's like even if it costs you like five grand ten grand it's like that's that can be a nice experience for somebody you know you make it nice yeah. restore the boat on the inside be like have a theme going on or make up a story i don't know like i mean like I, oh mm-hmm. captain aaron adams sailed around the world well, that, <laughs> that would be lying to people yeah it nah. would be lying i would be like hey this boat was restored um use words like environmentally friendly and uh, <laughs> recycled, you know, all that, which technically make it, make it like, appeal
0: to the people. Big yeah, big I mean, walls.
1: if you do that, I mean, here's the thing. If you cater to the upper class, then you can make a lot of money, you, you know, know what I'm saying? A lot of money. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you pander to like lower middle class people, you're not going to make as much as if you pander to upper class folks. Well, because they're not going to return as much. Exactly. They're so not like going to come could... back to
0: spend their money. hmm.
1: So you could open a restaurant, say, and make hire like the best chef in all of France or whatever, right? <laughs> and he can make a banging souffle, and that could bring in, and you could put that out a yacht club, and just the rich people come pouring in. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They will pay $100 for a souffle, whatever yep. the fuck a souffle is. So it's like a thing in a cup, I think. <laughs> yeah, baby, dude.
0: Of Yeah, fine. <laughs> I actually have kind of a theory that like fine dining. With some instances, and this isn't always the case, is kind of a scam because you pay like Mm -hmm. $200 a plate for like not even like 50 calories worth of food. Yeah,
1: no, 100%. It's like, I mean, it's okay. One time my grandparents took us out to this like nice restaurant on the downtown mall. You know, Hamilton's? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. So I got like this plate, this fucking like... like a a square this big of beef with like some parsley on top and i was like this is dinner (laughs) i got more full at the fudge place afterward dude i ain't gonna lie Man,
0: I paid two hundred dollars for this. It's I can bullshit. get a whole
1: meal at Waffle House for less than ten bucks.
0: That's hotel. what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like dude. it's the same. Actually, um, I've been wanting to go on this rant. We need yeah. to protect Waffle House and make sure inflation does not affect it, dude. One hundred percent. I got a waffle, hash browns, and a cup of coffee for less than ten fucking dollars,
1: dude. That's clutch. It,
0: well, okay, it was like twelve, or it was like. 12 or 13 with tip or whatever
1: but it's like we need to protect waffle house at all, all 100 right? dude we do waffle house as a staple in the south people come from all around just to experience the waffle house yeah it slaps when you're drunk at 3 a.m yeah. it slaps when you're you know going to a funeral or coming home from a wedding
0: yeah it you makes know, anyone feel
1: better it really does and it's like it's i and i mean oh. the uh the customer service there Unparalleled. You'll see some things that like will blow your mind,
0: <laughs> and and that's the funny thing is that the fucked up aspects of it, the fucked up shit that you could possibly see, are one of the biggest selling points of that. Place. Oh, hundred percent, dude. Everybody knows built up it such it, a stigma, dude. and it's like mm-hmm. they go. I mean, I I mean personally, I go for the waffles because it's actually. I mean, Easy. it's store bought shit, but it's like it slaps at two in the fucking morning. <laughs> it really does. But it's like <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I could you know what I would have? Like if I if I was like a really, really rich man, I would just buy up like Waffle House. Dude, honestly. Just so I could like get all the free Waffle House mm -hmm. that I (laughs) want.
1: Dude, yeah. Definitely. I mean, dude, like like we're saying, dude, passive income. Like and okay, this relates to our topic of uh of rich versus poor, which is one of the um bullet points I had because we I mean I guess we've been discussing it but rich versus poor is a huge thing yep you know
0: yeah and i i have uh quite a bit more and i want to apologize earlier like um to the audience and also to you like i don't like i really should have had an example for the claim that i made earlier about opportunity versus like that 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 was that was bad on me and like and i apologize for you're all good brother you're all good
1: but that's the thing i mean just be able to back up what you say yeah exactly. and and this is a teaching Mm -hmm. moment like i need to actually back up yeah so Mm -hmm. i want to just no. you're listening like i want to
0: apologize like yeah because i i hate people like that that like don't acknowledge the fact that they just got called out like Mm -hmm. like, yeah i'll i admit it like i lack the research and And you're a
1: better man for it yeah like
0: Mm -hmm. you know i i will be better in the future
1: dude you're a fucking legend man you're good dude you're you're all good we all we all make mistakes man yeah
0: like yeah yeah i mean I, I mean you know i'm hard on myself but it's like mm-hmm. in this instance like you know
1: yeah anyway i won't focus right on i do right on on you dude you're yeah. hey you're doing great man anything is, like i respect you more for that you know yeah I, and i appreciate that yeah yeah
0: yeah thank you man of course um all right so here. oh so actually um here's you know kind of Going back into, um, kind of tying back into what you said earlier about like radicals and all that is, you know, from the um, TED talk, um, and this is paraphrase, paraphrasing it so this isn't word for word, but it's like both sides have what she calls absolutists and how this narrow minded approach of, you know, way of doing things creates more divide over You know moral purity than you know the other side's views, and she makes a point that you need to take purity out of the equation when it comes to politics.
1: Nobody has the moral high ground.
0: No, like there there is nothing pure about politics. It is politics for a reason, pretty much. And we we put too much focus on you know trying to you know get everyone to agree with our morals, and
1: you know it's like no, that's not going to work. Nah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, no side, no political anything can claim the moral high ground either. Yeah, it's like because yeah. everybody has individual sets of morality, you know, yeah. and it's like you can't you can't be just going off and being like, I'm right about this because you will never listen to anybody else. You know, yep. you'll never listen to anybody because you're too focused on why you're right. and You don't want to hear why you might be wrong. Mm. there's a fear the the biggest emotion that drives people is fear right very much so so i mean you take fear into the equation you're like i'm afraid that i'm i might be wrong so i better defend this shit, even if it's like bullshit you know it's like yeah i gotta gotta plant my feet in the ground Mm -hmm. and not think any other way it's like is this the hill you're gonna die on that costco should really keep their dogs 100 and like freaking that costco should not raise the price of their hot dogs like oh. is that the is that the hill? I mean, that's a hill I would I would die on. But like, oh, I would too. Other people, I mean, like, is that really the hill you want to die on? You <laughs> yeah. know. And hey, man,
0: if they start <laughs> charging more for those fucking churros, I'm gonna riot. I swear to God, dude, I know. <laughs> <You> know like, <laughs> I'll start. I'll start yeah. chucking
1: like Molotovs through their mm-hmm. windows. And-
0: yeah. <laughs> I heard about I'll, that. I'll an on their asses based ah! off
1: that. Dude, you remember that one time we were riding downtown in your car? And we there's like a, a an Antifa protest saying like, "Hey, we are Antifa." Like, yeah, I, like, I remember that. Do you remember we that? <laughs> Didn't I
0: say something to the effect of like, "How many years in prison do you think I would get if I ran these people over?" Yeah, <laughs> I was, it, was, it was one of us said something like that. Dude, I, I think I must have yelled out the window or something too, because like, like, get a fucking life, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, we were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, dude, like I I remember. Speaking of that, I really like. There's a bunch of like um pro-lifers on campus or whatever, and they're like the bad kind that like don't want to listen to the other Ooh. side. And I remember walking by it, and it took every like I had to bite. I actually bit my tongue while yeah. going by. I was so tempted to yell out like, "Go get a hobby, you cucks!" Like, yeah. <laughs> why yeah. are you arguing this? Like, mm-hmm. you're just doing this to piss people off. And yeah. I actually um with that i learned something pretty interesting is you know how you see like all these um like politics on college campuses and all that
1: oh dude it's terrible so it's
0: actually so it's a you know are the, these people that co- not students themselves but people that come onto campus to like push a political view turns out that like it really doesn't have anything to do with the politics and more so the um insurance check that they'll collect if they get punched out or oh, oh damn and wow. that's actually the mindset that a lot of these people have on both sides you know it's exploited by you know both sides it,
1: that's great that that makes a lot of sense yeah man. that's just that's crazy man like
0: it. like you, you notice how people yeah. uh, bring their politics on the college campuses are very antagonistic oh yeah yeah it, it's on purpose Dude,
1: it's it's that's, the egg it's yeah. the egg the
0: other side on
1: that's the one thing like i noticed about being on any college campus it's just the, the the heightened political atmosphere. I just yeah. hate it. I'm like, there's not like we're in academia. Politics have no place here, but yet they have every place here. You know, because I suppose it's controlled by the government, which dictates the curriculum, and then you know whatever views the school board might have. I don't know, yeah. like. <sighs> college campuses are not a very welcoming environment I don't know dude. <laughs> like, yeah, especially yeah. As someone like me I'm like
0: uh, nah it's like you're a animal in a cage pretty much <laughs> God damn. why do I keep getting random phone
1: calls from public service from Atlanta Georgia public dude i I mean maybe you got to go to the maximum security prison there they're like, hey man, get on down here dude
0: yeah like get the fuck over here <laughs> that's like, crazy like have you ever gotten those like voicemails like those scam voicemails of mm-hmm. like you're on a government watch list or are... I haven't gotten that <laughs> i've I've gotten like i've have gotten I've talked to a few people I've gotten those and it, it's obviously fake government like, watch list or yeah. like you're being watched by like you know, some, like, out-of-state police department, it's like, why the fuck would they be watching
1: me? That's crazy, dude. I get a lot of them, because they're like, hey, I'm looking for Eric Adams' lawn care. I want to talk about advertising opportunities. And I'm like, I never answer it, then I read the voicemail I'm like, no. It's a scam. It's a scam, dude. Yeah, but that's yeah, fucked up. up. I mean,
0: yeah, it is fucked up. <laughs> also, you wanted another fucked up thing, since we're on yeah. the topic of college oh. is and this is this is my own view is i think college housing is a fucking scam because totally. if you were actually focused on education you wouldn't focus on making money off of housing
1: true oh if my you, god if you yeah. ask me if you oh. ask me and i know no, that can
0: yeah. be i know people will probably defeat that and it's like mm-hmm. you know but like my own personal views is like you make so much and especially like all these big um like college football teams like You're making all that money. Why can't instead of charging out the ass some poor 18-year-old for overcharging for housing, why don't you take that money that you made, you know? Winning the the world champs or whatever. Yeah, or, you know, I I don't know if I should say this, but like exploiting players for a shitload of money. It's a true fact. Yeah, like why don't, you know, instead of putting that into your pockets, why don't you focus on what you're what you claim to be focusing on which is education
1: yeah because it's not about education dude it's about money you know it's dumb phds like you have to be a phd just to teach that takes like 10 years eight eight years of schooling eight to ten years of schooling and hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt you know how much they make on average like 40 grand a year yeah you know how dumb that is it's like okay this kind of defeats here's the thing about college if you put it under any scrutiny at all like any like scrutiny like hey you know you can you can be successful without a college degree it starts to crumble you know yeah but say like for instance you know they say oh go to school and the more qualifications you get the higher your pay will be Mm -hmm. fucking phd hundred to thousand dollars worth of debt you know 10 years of schooling probably the upper end of their tier in that category 40 grand a year really yeah
0: and that's and it's also due to the stigma that teachers are very 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 underappreciated
1: there's they are underappreciated like big time and they don't get paid enough for sure but then you have to say like oh you're gonna raise taxes nobody wants that well who's gonna fund it then like i mean i don't know i'm i'm okay with like taking out so i don't understand the national budget so i can't make decisions on that yeah um or viewpoints but the military has quite a bit of the spending. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, like... Even though I'm pro-military, it's like... It's a lot. But they employ, like, thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of employees under the the armed services. So what do I know? Yeah.
0: I've always described... um, Like, when talking about the American budget and all that like it's a and this is halfway joking but also halfway serious is that like with the american military it's like a frat boy with a small dick yep like we we flex and we get all of our ego from the fact that we can spend all this money on you know everything else but then we fall short quite a bit in other aspects that are noticeable. And, oh yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's why I'm not the biggest fan of the military. I'm not I appreciate what they do. Like I appreciate combat veterans. Like, you know, and that's you know, in my views on the military conversation for another day, but, <laughs> but like, you know, um, yeah, it's you know, frat boy with a
1: small dick. That's very no, I, I completely agree with that. <laughs> I mean, I mean most frat boys have small like, dogs, so. yeah, not that we, I would know, but <laughs> a
0: A. um homosexual (laughs) okay well i I will say one thing and like we won't turn this into like a discussion about the military because it's about yeah it's about the theme of the episode Mm -hmm. is the question i always ask is why do we need nuclear bombs dude uh, if we just all agreed that's the thing if we all just came to a consensus to just not produce weapons of mass destruction we might just save the planet. Yeah, like like <laughs> if you think about it, like, you know, mm-hmm. if it's just like, a, hey, you know, if you press the big red button, I'm going to press the big red button and everyone loses. We don't want that. Like, that was the Cold the... War, dude. That yeah. was the entirety of the that Cold was... War. Yeah. Mutually it's...
1: assured destruction. I mean, yep. it's fucked. like that's the kind of thing, man. I mean, it would be sensible to not have those weapons. But then again, if your enemies have them and you don't, then you're screwed. So you better have them. Yeah. And that's just where it comes from. You know, it's it's an escalation. Yeah,
0: and then, so, you know, you get into the whole, like, you know, should we be pushing our ideals on other countries and all that? But I but I feel like with nuclear weapons, like, that should just be kind of a universal, like...
1: No. Universal no-no.
0: Yeah, no, I, like, I agree with like, that. Like, we, you know, was it necessary to end World War II? Uh, that's debatable, but we shouldn't...
1: <laughs> We shouldn't have pursued. The problem but, is, it, like, once it's created, it's out there forever. You know, when exactly. it comes, to, like, and, the science is there. And if somebody wants to do it, somebody will do it.
0: Yeah. And it's, and, you know, instead of, you know, it, like, the way I see it is instead of focusing on... You know how to make how to weaponize nuclear energy why don't you try to benefit from it why don't you try to do more research mm-hmm. you know and i'm not saying that people don't do that but the power we, plants I, yeah, yeah like we i feel like we would just be much making a better usage of nuclear energy if we didn't focus so much
1: on weapons that's dude that's 100 percent true though because the um nuclear power plants it's it's one of the the only uh byproduct is water so water vapor which is pretty legit i mean yeah yeah, i mean we're working on the stability of it all right i mean chernobyl but hey i mean bottom line that's that's what happens
0: when you have idiots in charge
1: no for sure but it's like bottom line that's probably the way of the future so which would be uh
0: it's what the 50s envisioned
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but uh nuclear family and all that yeah concepts man but
0: nuclear nuclear powered cars and shit yeah which i could see that going wrong like really really quickly because like if you were to get into a car wreck you'd have like many (laughs) like you'd see like mushroom clouds just popping up down the freeway and you're like
1: oh we just created a chernobyl zone (laughs) yeah i'm actually curious because like they said we would run out of gas in like 30 years so i'm trying to see have they created um like synthetic gasoline i mean i think synthetic gasoline's a thing right i don't know um they can so fossil fuels obviously it's possible to produce synthetic jet fuel diesel or gasoline for conventional plane ship trucks cars so okay it's possible um oh dude i mean we could solve the energy crisis right now like (laughs) <laughs> um, if you just made synthetic gasoline you wouldn't have to worry about running out of fossil fuels yeah and okay at the end of the day like, if you made
0: it electricity electric cars more accessible and
1: that's true although the carbon footprint of those is much worse than any gasoline car is that right because the mining of huh. so the, the stuff of the batteries i mean oh mining man, that man. lithium okay. dude yeah. It's that, that makes sense detrimental to the earth, dude. And they're like, <laughs> Oh, we're clean, we're green, you know, blah blah blah. It's like, dude, the mining of lithium, like, holy shit, man. Just, if, <laughs> it, you want to talk about, you know, earth dying? It's like, yeah. yeah, that's that's a shortcut right there, you know. So I think hydrogen cards would be really cool. Um, also, they said we're going to run out of water soon. Well, in the next couple decades, like fresh drinking water. Um, I mean, with the growing population, we so I we came about at about the peak of the peak of uh, numerical, what is it peak of population, mm-hmm. right? So there's never been more people on the planet than right now. However, we see this cross-culturally um, that there's more old people than young people. Mm -hmm. So and young people are having less and less children, too, which then in the long term plummets the population. I mean, we're having like five times less kids globally than um, I mean, that's probably an incorrect number, but it's a ballpark about five kids less per woman, um, which, yes, you need to be a woman to have babies. That's also a scientific fact, but. (laughs) Um, in any case like we're having less and less children and by a lot and most of our population is aging so we are going to run into an underpopulation problem i believe in the next generation is underpopulation i think that's the biggest issue is underpopulation
0: how how would that what what do you think would be like the negative effects of that
1: well, I think that we have so much infrastructure. We'll just have an abundance of like um just an uh, just an over an abundance of like apartment buildings that are gonna be empty. Yeah, and we'll have like factories that won't have enough workers in them, right? Yeah. Not enough. I mean, we already don't have enough people to man the farms. Three percent of the world's population feeds the rest. Farmers. That's like insane. That's ridiculous. I've heard that before. That's like that's insane. It's like, dude, that's like that's the crazy part. Three percent of the population supports the entire world, and it's like they get they don't get paid enough. Um, they're season they're seasonal. Like, it's really it's a tough life, man. No, I, I mean, and that's why one of my ideas for business stuff is to invest in farmland because that's a really steady investment that will bring you a lot of capital and also you get to help out these farmers yeah. um so i mean there's that too i suppose but yeah. lease out in the land and whatnot um but yeah underpopulation i think is going to be a big issue upcoming here shortly
0: i i'll actually i'll refute that because <clears throat> if i may yeah um, of course I, so, I love being
1: under scrutiny let's do it yeah
0: well so like with underpopulation i would like the way I see it is like the benefits outweigh the negative, right? Because less people means more resources for individuals, mm-hmm. more space for people. So they don't feel cramped. So they don't feel as anxious. If you think about it yeah, like less people, you know, I could definitely see people moving, you know, with the next few generations, like people leaving the city and all that. And if you think about it, with less people, that could be really, really good for the environment because people, will you know, like to your point of there's not going to be enough factories, there's
1: not going to be enough. There's going to be a labor shortage or labor
0: shortage, or there's going to be or there's going to be too many factories, empty apartment buildings. You know, if people see that, you know, and see that, okay, yeah, there's no one here and we can't do anything to change that. Think about, you know, they tear those down and either build something that's useful or literally let nature regrow
1: yes so um i'm 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 just i I, so i understand what you're saying i think Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of benefits um however we so here's a couple more problems so the fertility rate of us so we have like half the the level of of testosterone of our grandfathers um you can. that's a fact And it's just keeping on declining. Maybe that explains soy boys. I mean, perhaps, but what also leads. Mm -hmm. So okay, this is also a, uh, an interesting point, which Dr. Jordan Peterson brought up um, at one point through many clinical um, psychoanalytic studies. That is if you, so with women's empowerment, say, if you educate women, the smarter that women get the less likely they are to have families and the less likely are to reproduce. However, if you educate, if, if a man, if you take a man and educate him more and more, the smarter he gets, the more he wants to have um, children and start a family and whatnot. So with um, you know, women's empowerment and whatnot, yes, I think it's a, it's a great thing, you know, equality and whatnot. Of course, of course, that's just common sense to be, um societally equals mm-hmm. however it leads to some issues that we haven't had in the past because this hasn't been a thing really such as lower you know child birth rate um, that drops below the replacement level so therefore declining population right um also men are more more people in general i guess are more infertile than ever um yeah. country by country Uh, which, you know, and, and I think underpopulation could contribute to an unstable economy too, if you think about it, um, and a labor shortage, which is also a thing. I think that yes, the earth right now is too overpopulated, but if we go to a point where we're too underpopulated, then we start to have societal issues, you know? So do you, do you not think that like we can adapt to these changes? I think that we can. I think, that, I think that we're uniquely able to adapt to these things. Um, I mean, in an age where like, although although say now in an age where there's more people on earth than ever, yet we feel more lonely than ever. It's like, what's that to say about it? But I feel, I mean, and maybe with with less and less people, we'll, we'll try to connect more because there's just not an, as many of us, I think the environment and everything will be much better for sure but if we drop below so if we, we're already dropping below replacement level if we go even lower than that in the next generation following our kids generation say then like we're going to reach a point where there's like not a lot of people on earth at all so yeah. we could have to just downsize our um existence really which would be I'd be chill with that i mean it's just like going back to small towns and stuff smaller cities which that's not although because the the problem is then you have all these enormous cities that are going to be vacant and they're going to be like 50 percent occupancy because you're going to have half the people living in them at one point so things are going to start to get decrepit maybe you've got to make some major changes scale down but it's and that's really expensive too and if you have less taxpayers and less dollars i mean more but then you would you would think that you would have more dollars floating around in the society but Again, like we've said, there's always going to be those people at the top, and there's always going to be those people at the bottom. That's in that you can't you can't argue that. And mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot to do with that, obviously, as we discussed. But you, I don't. I mean, maybe the divide will be even more drastic, which it already is hugely drastic. Although I, these are all hypotheses, right? I'm just yeah. thinking aloud here. But yeah. underpopulation could be a little bit dangerous but i do understand the effects of it i mean like it would be great to have more space for everybody have more resources for everybody don't have to worry too much um i mean yeah they, those are all benefits man and plus i mean although finding the one might be a little tougher but no there would just be more competition you know like
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that is that's is a good point uh- <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not going to say that joke. No, I I was going to make a joke about gay people, but then I like, no, that's. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just hope that there's like that one lower population comes around that there's just going to be a fuck ton of gay people.
1: So we don't have as much competition. I mean, but then but then if you think about like just like a bunch of gay people, then the women are also going to be like homosexual. So like it's going to be even harder to find a woman, dude.
0: Well, let's just hope it's mostly gay men and not oh! lesbians.
1: Hey, that would be chill, dude. I'll be down with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs>
0: uh. And actually, um, um, off of your point with, um, because this has got me thinking. Like, in what ways would you would you take action to make people feel less alone in the world today? Put down the damn phone. That's dude. I was. I'm saying the exact same thing. If it so, if I ran the world, right? Yeah. Like, if banned cell
1: phones, exactly.
0: Not banned (laughs) cell phones. I would. I would downsize. I would just. If I was. If I could, Thanos, snap most of social media out of existence and only have like. Not only snap most of it out out of existence, but downgrade it to where it was like something that you know kids in like the 2000s had mm-hmm. where it was very very limited and people didn't live on it.
1: yeah yeah
0: that's what I would want to see 100 social media plays so much into that
1: it's no, and it feeds
0: you what you want to see so
1: you just keep exactly. on scrolling it's like oh exactly yeah oh
0: dude I fucking I committed the cardinal sin and then immediately atoned for it Oh, I downloaded do do? TikTok, and then not even five minutes after, I deleted it. Hey, my man. Because like I was scrolling through it, and I'm like, I literally get all this on Instagram.
1: Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck
0: is the point of this? It's so yeah. stupid. Mm-hmm. And also, it ruins your attention
1: span. Oh, dude, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, Kids can't sit through a five-minute video these days. Like, yeah, goddamn. Like, you know? I
0: used to read two books a week, and now yeah. I can barely... <laughs> Barely paid mm-hmm. to to an Instagram video. I, I know, dude.
1: It's like, and that's the thing. Like you've just got, you got to train yourself for those type of situations. Again, like, yeah. I mean, I've been reading books to, you know, longer attention span and then all that knowledge and whatnot, but like, it's helpful to do. And if you yeah. listen to like a long form podcast, I mean, like you listen to a three hour Joe Rogan steamer, like you'll <laughs> have an attention span. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go, but anyway, yeah. I mean, it'd be like social media, and like honestly, like I mean, I'm sure there's other things, but like that's probably the biggest thing that like makes people feel alone. Definitely, definitely. And ironically, it's supposed to
1: bring people together. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) shoo, you ain't wrong there. That's the idea. But I think got the Zuckerberg out there, you know. Being a lizard man, the the lizard man, the the lizard man, dude. High key, high key.
0: Oh, dude. I swear, like, no one no one stares like that.
1: Nobody looks like that when going surfing. Have you seen this fucking guy? Pale. He I mean, he's already pale. Like his face, he put like zinc oxide, which is like cream white, all over his already (laughs) queen cream white face. And he's (laughs) I mean, he just looks out of this world, literally, dude. like dude i mean what the hell
0: damn (laughs) suck dude zuckerberg
1: (sighs) i don't trust that guy nah it's like i don't trust elon musk bro i I, it's hard it's hard man it's tough like he started spouting conspiracies i was like nope oh elon
0: yeah did he yeah well (laughs) actually have you heard about speaking of elon musk
1: have you heard about what's going on in twitter right now he fired like seventy five percent of everybody.
0: No, 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 the most recent thing. What? What happened? The eight dollar blue checks. Oh, I heard so, that. So like, yeah. people can just buy these blue checks now, and they're like impersonating like yeah. ma- like major people. <sighs> oh dude, no, people. No, dude, people tanked stock in a um, oh. insulin company by like I don't remember the numbers, but they lost like billions of dollars. Dude,
1: that's fucked
0: up. But it's like the best thing in the world because it's like, you know, like, they can manipulate the stock, dude. Yeah, like they can, you know. Whoa! Like what I find, okay, what I find kind of ironic about that is that you're giving people the, you're giving leftists people that Elon opposes the ability to fuck with, fuck with that kind of shit. Yeah, I, just, I find that kind
1: of funny. That no, that that's like kind of ridiculous though. Like that, that is funny. He's like i mean like like with the taxes thing it'll come around and bite you in the ass you know yeah i mean hell like
0: i don't know i just
1: it also like it
0: kind of warms my heart to see an insulin company lose a shitload of money because insulin
1: shouldn't be as expensive as it is no it shouldn't at all it should be capped like i feel like drug prices should be capped
0: yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. like i feel like this could be a useful tool for toppling like people like things that need to be toppled like greedy motherfuckers but like also don't go around spreading fake bullshit
1: yeah so so okay let's talk about greedy motherfuckers because that's a a different sect of this of society that a lot of people scorn and why is that why do you scorn somebody who's
0: well i mean because it's exploitive and you know they know what they're doing and they don't have really much of a moral compass but wouldn't you want to be in their position i mean i'd prefer to have a soul
1: but that's the thing they do have like they they a lot of these folks in reality do have a conscience and do have a soul but they just make a lot of money and they make good business decisions you know
0: well yeah but what about the guy who cuts costs on let's say a mine operation and then gets a bunch of people killed See, that's
1: fucked. Like, if you're cutting corners, don't be doing that. That's what I mean. I mean, like, Ray Kroc did that. I mean, he he was a dick for sure. But, like, he cut costs on the, uh, the McDonald's Oh, guy. McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, I yeah. mean, it's so smart that McDonald's is in the real estate game. Because they make a shitty hamburger. But they have some prime yeah. real estate. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, but the thing about McDonald's is, like, he was cutting costs. First thing he did, I believe, to cut costs was he... The powdered, uh, powdered milkshakes you know it was no longer like legit you know it wasn't actual milkshake. it wasn't actual milkshake it was powder and that's a way to cut costs yes but yep. and then the quality of the burgers everything all that but yep i mean yeah. yeah although okay i mean there's a difference between greed and like being money-minded yeah yeah there's a difference there too because yeah. like I told this to you the other day. I, originally, I explained it very poorly. I'm like, it's good to be a little greedy, <laughs> but it's like it is when it comes to money, you know, because it's like or to to your financial freedom, to your financial stability. it's good to be a little greedy when it comes to the green stuff, you know, like because otherwise you're gonna you're gonna be taken advantage of by everybody else who is money minded.
0: Well, yeah, but I feel like with like i said before like greed and being money-minded are two different things like if you <clears throat> like being yeah, money yes, minded, are. yeah i mean but being like money-minded like you know that means you are focused on what makes money you are you know to the study of what could benefit you and you know the people around you but mm-hmm. you know most importantly yourself but you also do take in others others into consideration yeah but, you, then with, mm-hmm. but then like with greed it's strictly an exploitive dangerous mindset to have
1: it's the lack of ethics yeah a lack of ethics like that's, that's, that's what, exactly what greed is It's the that's lack what of greed ethics. is yeah. yeah I mean if you're money-minded that's greed with ethics I yeah. think that's okay you know um, but yeah no I mean like I consider myself a very money-minded person um yeah, but you're not greedy but i'm not i'm not i'm not greedy because i have ethics that i have like i won't cut corners on projects or paying people fair you know fair wage yeah even though i make more like yeah. i mean i'll pay somebody 20 an hour to help me yeah on some stuff and that's and it's fair. that's fair but i might be making a thousand dollars when they might be making two three hundred it's like but that's the game you know that's the way of the world. Mm-hmm. And the it's world. like, here's how I look at it. Would you rather be on top? Or would you rather be, you know, because job stands for, I learned, um, enriched dad, poor dad, job stands for just over broke. <laughs> so <laughs> fr- would you rather would you rather be just over broke or would you rather be at the top? I don't think I'd like to be at the top personally. And if you manifest that shit, it gonna happen. there's actually a book and a movie
0: that since you just said that like i think there's something you really enjoy have you ever heard of the secret no i haven't let me write it down so it's this movie that i watched like years and years ago and my dad showed it to me Mm -hmm. and it's the idea that if you conceptualize and and this is breaking it down like there's a lot more aspects to it but it's the idea that if you manifest something in your head and you picture it clearly yeah subconsciously your energy is going
1: to push you towards that goal whether you realize it or not that is but that's so true that is so true dude like i yeah like check it out you can like yeah I'll, i'll i'll for sure check that out yeah um and it like it
0: gives like a bunch of examples like you know with money or you know, like there was a woman who was, you know, financially not very well off, and then she uses the secret and envisioned herself, you know, mm-hmm. like and it doesn't even have to be that in depth. If you can clearly picture yourself like staring into some old mansion on the hill, whatever, you can see yourself smoking a cigar, sipping a glass of brandy, you know, you're well off and you have like your entire family around you, then that will happen. Your your brain, like if you are committed to that your brain will subconsciously take your energy and you know, and it kind of gets into the cosmics of like the universe. Yeah. I mean, that there's something stuff, about, that. there's something about that. Well, yeah. The energy will help you put your energy into that. And whatever you manifest in your mind is what you're going to get.
1: Yeah. I can think of like several things in my life that have been like that. And it's like, but that's, that's the thing. It's accurate as hell. Because yeah, Because like that happens to Yeah. And if you envision yourself as, oh, I'm always going to be broke. I mean, again, the mindset, dude, is like, I'm always going to be poor. I'm always going to be broke. I'm never going to do this. I won't be able to afford that. Then you fucking won't. Yeah, there's there's no no way. There's no way. Right. But if you're like, yeah, one day, like for for the past seven years, I've been envisioning myself living on a sailboat, you know, living that lifestyle. I'm literally on the cusp of that. Yeah, like you're gonna make it happen. Like that's the thing, man. That's the thing. I mean, shit shit happens, dude. Yeah. So oh absolutely. Like, yeah, I'll definitely give that a watch, man. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty cool. Like it um, you know, as like a little kid, I didn't really appreciate it, but like now I, I can definitely appreciate oh, it more. Definitely. Yeah, yeah.
1: Awesome, awesome. It's also kind of cool that it's called like the secret for sure. Because that's the thing, like there's secrets to the world to life yeah you know that if you learn them like say this this uh real estate say that's a hack dude if you can get into that anybody can but if you just if you get into that and you do it right by god you'll be the richest man on the hill man i mean like yeah and things like that happen but like i said Mm. people with follow-through i mean we know some flaky people um it's the same thing with life right you can you can be given all the information that you ever could need to be successful but most people will not turn it around and use it they won't use it to achieve the goal they won't yeah so we can we can say our idea about the airbnb boat stuff chances are ain't nobody gonna do that shit but us it's like exactly
0: and then, you know, if anyone, if we see people trying to copy us, then we'll pull the whole, that's like, right. knocking them out of, running them out of town. That's right. That's right. It's like, hey, this is my, this is my, this is my dog. Yep. Bitch. It's like, ooh, it's like, we don't know how your boat suddenly burned and sunk to the bottom of the marina. You know? Shoot.
1: I don't know, dog.
0: Shoot, I was on my boat just across the way. I haven't. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, you could live on a, on, on a boat and have, like, our entire, Row of just rental boats, and you could just like see people coming and go and be like, Yeah, those people are making me passive income. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be mean, literally dude. That'd be fun. Oh, we dude, could you know dude. what we could do? We could um
0: that actually brings it because I in DC remember the wharf? Oh, dude, yeah, dude. Think about how well we would clean up oh, if we had God. an Airbnb right there. Because think about dude. it, there's restaurants, there's bars everything fish markets right there dude. If we put in like a stove we can sell the experience of like oh you get to stay on a boat and you can go get authentic seafood that is <laughs> oh my god dude that's a
1: brilliant idea dude i didn't even if think of we, that
0: like when we do this like and it might be a little expensive to start off with but like i yeah. feel like
1: one of the first things we should look into is like that area honestly like that, could dude. Be, that could be so fucking legit dude honestly like we could start having a few places like around dc like you could do annapolis you could do virginia beach area just work your way down west coast. west coast dude that's what i'm saying and it's like if i have a boat and like if you wanted to live on my boat or whatever obviously of course you know but like we could cruise up to dc and we could be like hanging out there seeing how everything's playing out you know yep and dude yeah. i don't know i mean slips there probably cost a bit but it's like it uh, i mean probably. the benefits would far. Pro- i mean you're paying you would pay say even if it was like three thousand a year it's like dude you people pay that people pay double that per month at the same location just on the land yep
0: exactly exactly fuck dude yeah, it's no, like we, could, we, thing, could, we could clean
1: up an airbnb holy, holy shit dude, dude dude that's what i'm saying that yeah, We gotta good, do this good fucking idea Dude, hell yeah. The wharf, excellent, excellent choice of locale. I mean, location, real estate, location, location, location. And then sports, so dislocation, dislocation, dislocation. Yep, dislocation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, you like you're lose all your money. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> but dude, that's, I'm telling you, man, we should start like a real estate empire.
0: <laughs> yeah, that could be cool.
1: Like, dude, why not, dude? Yeah. dude why, why the fuck not? It's like, we don't even need money to do it. Too. like that's the crazy part use i mean five grand down payment on like a duplex right yep. all of a sudden then you're renting out that duplex right property yeah. value rises dude again robert kiyosaki in his book outlines the steps to doing this yep he literally gives you a roadmap a free roadmap it's crazy but like then you maybe the property value appreciates. Maybe that part of town gets fixed up. You could charge more for rent, or you could sell it for a profit. Say that fifty grand duplex that you bought, which you paid a down payment of five thousand for, and then the your tenants paid the mortgage on that, yep. right? let yep. And all of a sudden it jumps up another fifty. Now it's worth 100000 hundred grand. You sell that, you make fifty grand. And there's a for, There's a tax form. Here's how the rich people avoid taxes. Actually, I learned this. <laughs> so first of all, passive income and portfolio income are the least taxed groups of income. So if you're passive income, it's oh, the yeah. least tax. Okay. But in that order to a- avoid tax completely, there's a 1031 form, which is like which I, I could be getting the number wrong, but basically what it does is you can take the real estate money. So it's like a trade up thing, right? So say you now have 100 grand where all you had to do is put five grand down. And the, your tenant's paid the mortgage for X number of years. You made fifty grand on the property, appreciated. You have a hundred. So what you can do is you can you can put that hundred grand into a million dollar property, right? Yeah. And that's ten percent. You know, so hundred now you're up to a million dollar property, and you can charge whatever that is per month. Then mm-hmm. your tenants make it back for you, plus some profit for yourself. And you can trade up basically from there, and then you know you can buy another million dollar home, then a billion dollar. It's like, bro, I mean, dude, it's yeah. scalable too. That's the great, crazy... and you got to pay taxes because it's like yeah. in withholding because you're using that money to trade up. Dude, it's it's just crazy, man. Like it's almost like legal money laundering. <laughs> I mean, basically, almost, it is kind of, kind yeah. of, yeah, but like there's tax loopholes man there's loopholes to the system and if you can exploit them you'll be a rich man and you don't have to have a lot of money to start either that's the yeah. crazy part like you, have, yeah. you don't have to have money to start yeah you <sighs> yourself up. dude i'm telling you man i think this is the way yeah
0: <laughs> I actually funny enough since we're talking about real estate um my my family has actually thought about um you know when you know and hopefully i'm praying to god this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass but like when my grandparents die many many years down the line when we get um both of, when the family gets both of their um, houses we're actually th- they're thinking about um turning it into like airbnbs that's smart dude that's really smart and yeah like just
1: splitting it up among the uh, family yeah yeah family business you know Yep, build up the Vassilov empire yes sir yes sir dude i mean that's that's a great way to get that's a great way to do it man because like my parents were lamenting the fact that the the old house that we lived in that Mm. they didn't keep that as an airbnb you know oh yeah but the thing is with okay so i've been going most of my life to this place called cape charles it's Mm. on the eastern shore i mean when i started going there i mean run downtown like one restaurant Every house on most of the blocks was broken down, right? So property values were almost you could buy a house with a credit card. Like that's it's (laughs) crazy. You the people literally did that. That's Um, that's insane. mm -hmm. But it's one of those places that now you have million like multi million dollar homes that used to be like you could buy them with a credit card Mm -hmm. because I, I mean popularity. If I was a real estate investor then, um. God damn, I would have taken advantage of that. I would have bought up. I mean, people were buying up blocks. But that's the thing. Yeah. People who knew about real estate, they were buying up blocks of this town and now they made millions. It's, yep. like, it's like, and then you own those houses after you fix them up, you could either sell it for a profit. Like for instance, you could buy a foreclosure house for like that's say they posted for 60 grand, you could buy it for 20, right? Yep. And then so you've automatically made 40 grand pretty much yep. from because just of the value. You could fix it up, you know, and then you could sell it for triple what you pay, mm-hmm. what well for triple the value. Say now you could sell it for 220000 dollars It's like, and you don't have to do any work that's the crazy part you could just sit back you know do nothing and it's like those are the kind of things man like it's all crazy shit man it's all out there it's all out there man i feel like like i've been ranting forever about that (laughs) hey man you're good yeah
0: (sighs) oh
1: shit but anyway
0: any other talking points bud?
1: I do we hit them all. I think you know, college versus non-college, blue collar versus white yep. collar, rich versus poor, some American issues, how yep. to how to become rich, like real estate, real estate, bro. I'm telling you, real estate's the way to go, man. Yeah, it's the way to go. But uh <sighs> you have any closing closing
0: remarks? Uh well, since we're talking about business here um, in the next couple of days, I'm going to start putting together um, the business plan for the weed farm.
1: Oh, dude. Hell
0: yeah. So I've actually decided instead of a shop, because the thing is with weed shops is you have to, in order for you to make money for most of them, you also have to sell nicotine. Uh, and I don't want to sell nicotine. Nah. like I I, I mean, I smoke, but it's like, I, I don't want to give other people that like i right. i just want to focus on like the natural herb mm-hmm. so, the good herb yep so i'm gonna just try and find like a farm out in like colorado or some shit and become like randy
1: marsh dude hell yeah dude i mean if you want any help with that i'm here for it man oh no i i will definitely call upon your help to help yeah. me formulate for, it you know what little i might know um, and, and just remember that everything you know you need is all on the internet. So oh yeah, no, I mean yeah, it's...
0: And, and this is like my if I decide to go tell college to go fuck itself and drop out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, this, mean, this, this plan is exclusively for me not to be in college. So dude, yeah. You I know. mean we're always looking for an out here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't. That's the thing. I don't really. I, I'll be real honest. Like I don't really see. The future with college like a happy future
1: <laughs> no man i mean people are killing themselves left and right it's like what like, the fuck like i'm not,
0: like getting like real for a second like
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and maybe we can just like put this as a clip for something else because sure don't really connect but like yeah like dude like college is just like straight depressing i know man like it it's insane like i like for whatever reason like i just have like bouts of depression where like i can't explain it it's
1: dude yeah no i know exactly but then, I link, but then I
0: link it back to school and it's like yeah the fuck yeah and i feel like i'm doing everything right and i should be doing what i'm doing but then it's like ooh, all that motivation and there's no you know, bout,
1: like, there's no substance
0: yeah exactly and it's like
1: it's not I, real. I find
0: lack in motivation to actually do school because i don't
1: see the point in it. yeah dude 100 percent, man i dude i'm right there with you bro like you know like, what i mean like it, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the thing if you bring into your life things that you're passionate about like starting this weed farm it's mm-hmm. like that's going to give you all the motivation that's going to bring you the purpose that'll bring you up yeah you exactly
0: know? and i'll be inclined to work for that like i exactly yeah like i will get up at four in the fucking morning to start crop i will start my work like mm-hmm. i i am motivated to do that i am not motivated to get up for a 10 <laughs> for a fucking degree that hey i may or may not use like, that dude oh my god dude you're preaching man like you know what i mean like i know exactly what you and, and, and the thing is like with a week farms like I feel like I would get a ton of fulfillment out of that because I'm working with the earth. I'm building something
1: that's so true. I'm man. out
0: there like exhausting myself and when I come back in to hit my you know night have my nightly beer and you know have my nightly bong rip
1: I'm beer like beer and okay, bong yeah like I've earned this. Yeah a hundred percent dude because at college it's an unrealistic utopia. Yeah. That you're still paying for it's a it's a echo chamber. Yeah it is and it's just it's it's just it's lame as fuck i mean let's be real like yeah. dude i mean we've come to the same conclusion dude so let's fucking let's get after it man let's like get more, after
0: it like the more and more we talk about it like i
1: just kind of want to go
0: to my i I'm really tempted to just call up my dad and be like hey like i really don't want to do this shit anymore but i have to have a plan so i can't exactly
1: do that oh no, yeah for sure have a plan dude uh like, yeah definitely and like, dude, come stay on my boat, man. Please, oh, dude, while you're working it. it out. Like, free free rent there. You know? oh, no, dude, I, I will pay you rent. Bro, there is no rent. 1700 for the good spot per fucking year, dude. Ain't nothing. Bro. Don't worry about it. I will. I'll, I'll get you <sighs> back somehow. Don't worry about it, brother. It's well, just helping okay. out.
0: I'll say this. I will make you this promise. Like, if you doing that for me, like, literally, like... And I know you don't smoke weed anymore, but like if you ever get back into it or if you want to make money through it, come talk to me and I will give you a slice of, of the
1: business. Hey, I'm all about that green, brah. I want to help you set up if you're if you're OK, I want to help you like set up your shit so it's like so you can get the ball rolling. With yeah. it, oh, dude, you know, like, I I really Yo, like, I put like, it on the stock market, have an in, in, uh, have a uh, an IPO uh, initial public offering. Yeah dude that's a way a lot of people get their stuff funded offer like 60 cents a share you know and then people that's a good idea. Yeah. get yourself on the stock market dude i mean people will Damn. invest actually yeah let me i'm gonna write that down yeah write that down dude this is the way to make money don't go to college bro <laughs> man fuck college dude fuck college bro. start a business be in real estate just get Learn how to get rich. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to be rich, right?
0: Exactly.
1: Uh,
0: Put the farm on the stock market.
1: And you can also do, like, crowdfunding sites. Yeah. We have Patreon. You know, you can... There's other crowdfunding sites too, and you can you can put your stuff on there, and then you can get like interest and investors. It's like, yeah, it's crazy, man. Would that would be legit? Yeah, and that's a good way to get some some capital to get started with, you know. And that's the thing, like going to a bank for a loan is that's a, a risky business because like you don't like at that point you don't have income, so you need a way to have this free money, you know. Mm. So, I mean, stock and you know crowdfunding and stuff is an idea so good deal yeah yeah man dude, dude we're, like we're... D- yeah actually thank you for giving me that idea yeah. man. And, and also if you think about it you're in the weed business but you're also in the real estate business in what way you have the land oh I, you, you cut out you have the land oh yeah uh, yeah that's a good point yeah and you could do anything you want with that land you know yeah well i mean but it
0: uh, yeah but that would it would mostly be for farming well like, of course yeah i mean like i i could maybe buy up a farm and then like not maybe use the other pieces of land to you know do something else with it but like i, I see what you're saying like i
1: yeah. Like time. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, man. Yeah, food is ready, but dude, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, it's dude. There is a world of possibilities if only you open your eyes. You know, yeah. it's crazy, man. Dude, get Listen on this business it. plan, dude. Oh yeah. Call, no, call gonna, me I'm up gonna... if you want, you know, some help and like, well, let's get yeah. this ball rolling,
0: man. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start doing research and look up like the fundamentals of. just Mm -hmm. gonna start i'm gonna start like yeah i'm gonna start it kind of like i'm teaching my i'm taking like a college degree in business or i'm gonna start with the basics and Mm -hmm. then just build up and i'm gonna master those basics and understand them fully and then move on to the next thing so i'm not just have like a bunch of loose ideas or oh i know yeah how all this works a little bit i want to be able to focus like yes dude
1: dude this Mm -hmm. is what i'm saying see this is an education right here not being in college or shit You learning about how to farm and how to properly propagate and get the best weed and all that, like, and how to run the business behind it, dude, yep. that's an education, yep. right? So, dude, go get that bread, man. Yeah. Or go earn that shit. You got yeah. it. And bread. I'm thinking about um, asking my dad for help, too, because, I mean, he's a business owner, technically. Dude, definitely. Like, I mean, he's got insight for sure. He knows what he's doing. <clears throat> There's places. I haven't used them personally. Um, because i don't have a plan yet but there's entrepreneur mm-hmm. like help places that can help you yeah. get started so yeah exactly and there's like have you heard of a And here i won't
0: hold you, hold you up any longer this is the last thing i'll say but um i'm thinking about taking a uh, master class
1: oh do like dude, you know yeah. have yeah. you heard yeah. of,
0: have you heard of like the it's like hey mm-hmm. yeah i've heard like of super cheap shit and then you get professionals
1: yeah. to teach you about whatever you want to learn about right? i need to take a few of those yes man no that's great yeah, no, that's it'll, awesome. it'll,
0: it'll be legit,
1: man. Yeah, that's so, uh, dude. Hell yeah, get, go get that, man. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm fired up for you, man. This is dude, awesome, bro. Yeah, I'm fired up out, for you, dude. Like,
0: dude. That that boat idea is like fucking genius, dude. Like me. that, like man. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Like that <laughs> Thanks, is man. like Thanks. really
1: fucking smart, dude. Thank you, bro. That dude. Yeah, let's do We're gonna, dude. We're gonna do this. We're gonna, we're gonna do these things, man. And that's we're the gonna, thing, like you don't have to be in just one business. You can be in like multiple businesses you know yeah. you're serial entrepreneurs man once you yep. get one going good it's like it, anyway man it's crazy but anyway all right i get it right, go going but like uh dude thanks for thanks for hanging out thanks for talking man for real
0: yeah no problem appreciate and thank you to the listeners for thanks if you stuck with us this long thank you for <laughs> closing it out with us that's right all right, all right. till
1: next time stay stoked be good later see you